Welcome to Bedtime History. Hello, this is Breck. Guess what, parents? Bedtime History is now available on Story Button. Story Button is the easiest way to listen to our show without using screen devices like your phone or a tablet. Story Button is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. Our story begins in the ancient land of Egypt, one of the earliest civilizations in world history. Egypt was located in the deserts of Africa, and its cities flourished around the longest river in the world, the Nile. The Nile stretched 4,000 miles long and was used to give life to the farmlands and drinking water for the people who live there. Egypt started as small bands of tribes who eventually farmed together and then were ruled by powerful leaders who helped organize the workers and farm the Nile Delta. When the Nile flooded every year, it made the farmland rich in soil where the people planted vegetables and wheat. They also fished and ate birds that lived in and around the beautiful Nile. The people also domesticated sheep, pigs, goats, and other animals. Domestication means they created fenced-off areas and used them for milk and meat and other materials that helped keep the Egyptians alive. The Nile River was also used as transportation to move supplies and people up and down the river. Clay from the river was also used to build homes, and the river was used to transport stones to construct the huge temples, pyramids, and other buildings that made up Egypt's growing empire. Cities such as Memphis and Thebes became huge metropolises and were home to millions of people. Egypt traded many goods with nearby empires and was ruled by a pharaoh, which was the name for their king. The pharaoh was also a religious priest, and the Egyptians worshipped him as a god who joined the other gods after their death. Tutankhamun was born in 1343 BC, but no one is sure of the exact day. Most think his father was the powerful pharaoh Amenhotep, and his mother was one of his wife's, Nefertiti. Tutankhamun, or we'll call him Tut for short, grew up in the city of Amarna. His father had moved the family from Thebes to Amarna, so this is where he spent his childhood. There he learned the new religion of his father, who had changed Egypt's religion from believing in many gods to making the sun god Amun-Ra the one and only god. All of the new temples were made in honor of Amun-Ra, and all were commanded to worship the sun god alone. Tut spent most of his time in a palace designed for the pharaoh and his family in Amarna. The palace was made of solid brick and white plaster and decorated with colorful paints. Within the palace walls, servants took care of Tut and his family, bathing him and his siblings, serving them meat, vegetables, and other luxury foods such as figs, dates, and pomegranates. His hair was cut short in the traditional style, which meant it was shaved with a braid on the side. Guards surrounded the palace, and servants were always waiting and at the ready to do whatever Tut and the royal family asked of them. Tutankhamun likely learned to read and write when he was young, like the other educated members of the upper class and royal family. 
He used a reed to write on papyrus, which was their version of paper, made of reeds from the Nile River. Writing was done not using an alphabet, but hieroglyphs, which were pictures instead of letters, and there were around 1,000 of them to learn. Learning all of them would have required a lot of memorization. For entertainment, Tut and his family took boat rides on the Nile, went swimming, or took chariot rides into the desert. They hunted wild animals and likely played a popular Egyptian board game called Sanet. He and the others likely learned musical instruments, which were later found in his tomb. Tut's father, Amenhotep, died when Tutankhamun was only ten, so he became king of Egypt at a very young age. At this age, he wore the signature crown of a pharaoh, a decorative beard, and held a crook and a flail, which represented his power as ruler of Egypt. Even though Tut was ruler by name, he was too young to take full control, so his father's chief minister, called vizier, and his top general helped run the empire. We don't know all of the details, but because Amenhotep had made many radical changes to Egypt's religion, some historians believe that the other rulers of Egypt, such as his minister, weren't happy with these changes, and perhaps wanted to go back to the old way of worshipping many gods. Some suspect there was a plot to end King Tut's rule early, so they could change the religion back to the way it was. We'll never know for sure what happened, but it's very suspicious that Tut died in his teenage years. Were the chief minister and the general behind his early death? Truly, it's become one of the great mysteries of world history. After Tut's death, his body was prepared for burial, which was mummification for the pharaohs of Egypt. If you want to learn more about mummification, it's interesting, but also probably not the best for bedtime. After mummification, he was placed in a coffin, and a group of family members and servants followed the procession, like a parade, to the Nile River. The parade of servants carried food, furniture, toys, and all the other items that would be buried in Tut's tomb to the river as well. At the Nile, Tut, the family, servants, and all the items were moved onto a boat and floated down the river to the Grand Pyramids. There he would lay to rest with a long line of pharaohs like his father who came before him. Interestingly, most of the biggest pyramids had been built 1,000 years before King Tut. This shows just how old the empire was. Egypt was very powerful for a very long time. King Tut's tomb was sealed to keep out robbers. Many of the pyramids even had traps built into them to keep out grave robbers. Yes, when you see traps in adventure movies, sometimes they actually existed in the pyramids of Egypt. So what did the Egyptians believe about life after death for the pharaohs such as King Tut? They believed after death, King Tut would go on a journey throughout the underworld, the land of the dead. During Tut's lifetime, he was taught many spells from the Book of the Dead, which would help him find his way to a better place in the afterlife. Egyptians believed the afterlife was much like this life, but even better if they completed the journey safely and used all of the correct spells. There they would continue to eat, drink, play, and hunt, but if they wanted the nice things in the afterlife, the catch was that they had to bring them along which usually meant the simple people didn't have as much nice stuff as King Tut and the other pharaohs. They believed that by placing objects in their tomb, such as furniture, bowls, cups, gold, jewelry, bows and arrows, chariots and other tools, those objects would continue with them into the afterlife. That's why when they found King Tut's tomb, it was loaded with all kinds of great stuff. 
his favorite toys, clothes, hunting tools, and other things he would want to take with him and make the afterlife very fun and comfortable. Food was even found in the tomb for him to snack on in the next life. Very interesting, right? As you can imagine, finding this tomb with so many ancient treasures in it would be quite the find for a modern-day archaeologist. We hope you enjoyed learning about Egypt and King Tut. In next week's episode, we're going to learn all about the archaeologist Howard Carter and his quest to find King Tut's tomb. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next Monday.